Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have details on Saturday's wrap-up of Canadian Western Agribition. We talk with both President Kim Hextall and CEO Sean Kindop. We have comments from the Federal Minister of Agriculture who toured Agribition Saturday and met with farm groups to discuss Ottawa's new Indo-Pacific Trade Office. The president of the Canadian Cattle Association from Beachy passed away suddenly on Friday. And we hear from a cattle industry official on his passing and the meeting with the Federal Minister of Agriculture. We also hear from Canadian Federation of Agriculture Vice President, a Saskatchewan farmer, about the meeting with the Federal Minister of Agriculture. The farm weather is in its usual spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Director. As I mentioned, organizers are calling the edition of Agribition on the weekend that wrapped up a huge success. Here's President Kim Hextall. Great. We had lots of people here to uh, check out the livestock and the genetics that we have, uh, international visitors, people from across Canada. Uh, so up until this point, we've had $1.67 million in sales this year. Uh, there's another sale this morning, of course, that's uh, happening very soon. And the average on these live animals uh, averaged 15000 uh, we had some highlights, uh, Speckle Park Cow to Australia for $48,000, uh, Heifer Calf sold for $30,000 out of the Speckle Park sale, uh, the Limousine had a $40,000 Heifer Calf sale that went to Texas as well as a $42,500 cow. Uh, Charlay's had a $49,000 cow and a $41,000 calf that sold. Uh, Herefords topped out at $25,000 for a calf. Uh, there was a bred heifer sold uh, last night in the Angus sale for $37,000. Uh, so people were here looking for genetics, purchasing genetics, and uh, it's great that the livestock exhibitors are bringing genetics here, bringing cattle here that the world wants. And overall, I guess, a uh, successful year over 2021, or, or how do you view it from kind of the livestock side of things? Absolutely successful. Um, you know, it's always great when people come to town and they're interested in what's here, but definitely a success. Uh, the barns are full, lots of people are here to look at the cattle, and uh, it's been great. And this is your first year as president. Uh, nice to get the first one out of the way or just kind of your reaction to actually now being a president in, in that role and just kind of how things went for you uh, as, yeah, as president this year at Agribition. 
Well, I had a great week, uh, met lots of people, uh, saw lots of people that I already knew. But, you know, I've been pretty privileged to be president of this organization for this show. And I couldn't do it without the support of all the, the volunteers, the staff, my board. They're all here to support me and support the show. Kim Hextall is the president of Agribition. CEO Sean Kindops says Agribition this year was memorable. It was awesome. Again, I can't even wipe the smile off my own face. Uh, just walking through the barns and the show, seeing everybody smiling, having fun, and being back together. Um, having three or four nights of rodeo sold out. Like uh, We're seeing great attendance numbers. It just feels so good to have people back, and we're appreciative that, they, uh, that they're coming back. And talk a little about that attendance. Um, how does the attendance compare to previous years or any final or any numbers as to idea what you guys are going to be like? Yeah, we'll be back in that six figure mark for sure. We're trending very much to the t to the 2019 or above, which is fantastic as of uh, prior to um, 9 a.m. yesterday. We had already surpassed the 2021 numbers. So we're uh, we're very proud of that. And I know that this is your first uh, agribition as a CEO. Is it nice to kind of get the first one out of the way, or how has the experience been for you as uh, the CEO for the first time? Oh, I've had a blast. I've done a lot of events in my life, and this one's uh, definitely the definitely takes the cake. Is uh, yeah, it's it's been so much fun. And I'm I'm lucky to have a very good group with me. Like our team is so talented, and they're driven, and it's it's just awesome to be able to have them uh, show me the ropes. And I can't wait for next year. And an international flavor, like always here at Agribition. Um, how many, you know, countries, I'm sure you guys are still counting that, but how many countries, uh, you know, traveled here to Regina to, to take part in uh, this year's Agribition? Yeah, I think we're at almost 70 at the moment. I know that there's a little bit more uh, numbers that we've got to crunch, but uh, it, it's phenomenal to have those guys back. As I, I know it was uh, a little bit tougher to try and get here last year, or your countries may have had restrictions, or just playing it safe, but it's it's great uh, to have those guys back. Cause it's it, it's just a testament to the show that people are willing to travel thousands of miles to be here, and it's not something we take for granted. And uh, this year saw the return of school kids here. You know, over 10,000 made their way or, or even more than that uh, through the doors. What was it like to be able to see them have a, have a return here to Agribition first time since uh, 2019 for, for schools to be able to, to participate and uh, learn here about uh, agriculture? Yeah, it's awesome. And I think it's important to know where your where your food comes from and that it's not just on a grocery um, at a, on a grocery shelf. So it's it's good for them to get out and meet some of the producers and learn a bit more about uh, agriculture. And we're we're happy to have them back because I know we last year we had to do a bit more of the digital or the virtual, I guess is the word. But uh, it's good to have them walking through and seeing it and smiling and being with their friends. And it's way we're happy. And uh, I know 2022 is, is just wrapped up, but you guys already make an announcement for 2023. The Ag Tech Awards are going to be coming to the 2023 edition of uh, Agribition. Can you talk a little bit about that and why you guys wanted to uh, bring them here? Yeah, so, so, so we're going to be the animal ag tech. Um, it's, it's just so important. We've always been an industry leader, so we want to continue to be that. Uh, it's, it's nice for us. But there's people traveling thousands of miles to be here, so we want to ensure that, that we're the place that you can learn about all things going animal ag tech and be able to uh, even give the animal ag tech folks a, a, a bit of a place to come and be in front of people and producers and exhibitors and just to... Uh, it's just very important with the way that the world's going. Is it's, it is getting tech-based, and we want to ensure that we can give them uh, a platform as well. Sean Kindop is the CEO of Canadian Western. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Conexus Credit Union. 
Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau held two roundtable discussions at Agribition in Regina on Saturday. Bebeau met with the Canadian Cattle Association and a second meeting with several Canadian agriculture organizations. They discussed the creation of Canada's first-ever Indo-Pacific Agricultural Trade Office. Bebeau says the office has $31.8 million for funding and will expand Canada's presence in the Indo-Pacific region. She says it will help farmers, food processors and exporters expand in the fastest growing region in the world and Canada's second largest regional export market. So having officials, Canadians in the field, uh, specialized in trade, specialized, uh, you know, having people from the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, having this direct relation with their counterparts in these different countries will uh, help us open up new markets, strengthen our relationships, develop our economy. Do we know where the office is going to be within the region? Not yet. It will be part of the discussion with the stakeholders. We want to, you know, design uh, the, the the office and, and define the needs and the the profile. I would say of the people who will be working there, uh, working there with uh, following consultation with uh, with the industry, with our Canadian agricultural representatives. Yeah. China is part of that region and, and is a bit of a wild card in some respects. Um, are, are, is there any plans to deal with China in a particular way? I think uh, China will remain an important market, but sometimes unpredictable. Uh, the thing is, we have signed a free trade agreement with the region, and we won't take benefit of it. So by having a Canadian presence over there, we will have this opportunity to diversify our market. Uh, and, and it is very important because we have, I mean, the greatest produce, uh, very high quality Canadian produce, and uh, we're proud of that, and we want to open up new markets. And what would be, what's kind of the role of maybe a province like Saskatchewan in the Indo-Pacific area? Well, being a very important agricultural producer and exporter, of grain and, and beef uh, and other uh, produce, it is important for our uh, industry here, our farmers in Saskatchewan, um, to see these economic opportunities opening up. And uh, you're here at Agribition, I guess, what is it like to be able to actually meet face-to-face? -face? I'm sure you've had uh, the whole year doing that, but it, how nice is it to meet face-to-face -face with partners uh, across the, not only the world, the country, but at events like this? It is very important to me. I learn a lot. All the time. Uh, I just had two roundtables with uh, representatives of the industry. It's important to have this direct connection, to understand their challenges, uh, to share what, where they see opportunities, how the government can support better. It's uh, also a good opportunity for me to make sure that they, they got the right information because unfortunately there are some misinformation around. Uh, it's important to remind everyone that uh, yes, we are strongly committed towards a sustainable agriculture, uh, toward um, reducing our emissions, Canadian policies, programming. We are investing $1.5 billion in agro-environmental programming. Uh, we have ambitious targets in terms of reducing emissions, but nothing is mandatory. It's really about uh, making sure that everybody knows about the best practices, uh, that we put incentives in place so they can adopt these good practices. They can afford the new technologies. We're investing in research and science as well. 
so I think it's important that uh, the right information is out and it's an opportunity for me to learn a lot and to make sure that uh, they know about everything we're doing for them. Were fertilizer emissions on the agenda during the roundtables? It was mentioned, but uh, I mean, we're looking uh, forward, but yes, and actually I do want to mention it because I know, unfortunately, it's not everyone who has the right information, so we have a voluntary target of reducing emissions absolutely no intention of putting in place a mandatory target. I think it's important that as many farmers as possible adopt these best practices. And often, you know, meeting people in these situations, I meet the leaders of the community and they feel that they are. And it's true. And it's true in Saskatchewan. Many farmers are already, uh, you know, they have the, the precision agriculture equipment already. They are putting in place the 4R principles. But we have almost 200,000 farms across the country and this information is not known by everyone so the idea is you know have these leaders share the information share their practices show others you know that it brings benefit to the environment but to the economy I mean to the business as well to the crops so it's 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 a good occasion for me to talk about these good good work that we're going doing together that's agriculture minister Marie Claude Bobo speaking to reporters in Regina Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Hey, Kara Ustros here with realagriculture.com. I'm here today at Ag Excellence in Canmore, Alberta, and I have here with me Daniel Portella, who is with Decisive Farming by Telus Ag. So you are here today to talk to producers about IoT. Mm. Obviously, many people have heard about IoT, but let's just quickly break it down. What is IoT? Oh, fantastic question. Um, so IoT is just an acronym, means Internet of Things. So any connected device, uh, people will be very familiar with Fitbits, uh, with uh, smart TVs, Alexas, uh, smart thermostats. All those are IoT devices, uh, Internet of Things, so things that connect to the cloud. And uh, we're seeing more and more of those uh, come into farms and ranches and actually for uh, the purposes of helping those businesses actually uh, run and uh, digitize. So short of having a uh, smart thermostat in your house, how how is it involved with ag? Where, where do these intertwine? Yeah, so there are very many uh, mature cases where you already see IoT being used in agriculture as an example uh, weather stations those are IoT devices uh, been monitoring solutions those are some of the more mature use cases uh, but you're seeing other things uh, pop up and, and as technology and connectivity improves you're gonna see more and more IoT devices and whether that's gonna be on soil and field or on animals and uh, you know tracking their behavior uh, etc uh, you're gonna just see more and more applications for IoT Come up. Hey, and where 
what, what's currently being worked on with IoT? Where where are things going? Um, so we're in the middle of a digital transformation for farms and ranches, and that goes all the way from uh, using software and services and systems to run the farm, uh, so farm management platforms. Uh, but then as that adoption increases, you're going to see the use of more IoT devices connecting into those to help with decision making, to help uh, with uh, running their operations and getting real-time data. So uh, you're, you see lots of uh, companies in the space and startups and TELUS is, is doing that as well. Um, we're building products that make sense for farmers that are t uh, tested and proven in agriculture. And that's ranging from uh, animal watering products uh, to um, you know, uh, the next level of transformation and IoT for bin monitoring, uh, newer weather stations, um, worker safety products. Um, you can have fleet management solutions. There's a lot on the go here uh, for, for, for IoT. Um, and uh, we're just looking forward to supporting farmers and ranchers in that journey. Now, right in the name of IoT, there's internet. Um, rural connectivity is tricky. It's uh, not always what we need it to be. How How is that playing into kind of the progress of some of these programs? Yeah, um, it is a barrier for adoption, but there are ways that we see. One, it is improving rural connectivity. Um, all, all the major telcos, and especially TELUS, were, were made large commitments for investment into rural connectivity and the expansion of, of the footprint. Um, but within IoT solutions themselves, you could have alternatives. So for example, if your IoT solution, that use case, you can use satellite connectivity, which doesn't have as fast uh, download speeds, or like you can't send a lot of information back and forth, but just enough to make that uh, use case work. You're going to see these solutions getting adopted and being rolled in, while the connectivity uh, doesn't necessarily change or improve there. But there's um, you know, new products being tested and actually being brought to firms to bring connectivity to yards and to fields. Um, but it's not a quick flip of the switch. There's uh, the government plays a part, so the telcos plays a part, communities, municipalities plays a part. So uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a journey, uh, but definitely it's being intentionally driven uh, for farms, ranches, and even indigenous uh, communities uh, to, to bring better connectivity. So, so you've mentioned like bin monitoring, some of the things that might impact crop producers. Do you want to talk about on the livestock side, what are some of the things that have been worked on? There's many cool things being uh, developed for uh, you know on the animal side. So managing their behavior, uh, also monitoring their health. There's going to be IoT solutions that can help with you know their temperature, um, tracking movement, how many times you want to get water, etc. That you can actually drive insights in. Um, managing just your ranch operation or cow-calf or whatever it is, feedlot. IoT is going to be uh, prevalent. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly sunny today, wind north 20, becoming light this afternoon, wind the high minus 19. Periods of snow tonight, temperature steady near minus 21. The wind chill near minus 30. Tomorrow, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries. 
then partly cloudy, wind up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high minus 19 tomorrow with the temperature falling to minus 22 in the afternoon. The low minus 30. Wednesday, sunny, the high minus 15, the low minus 16. Thursday, sunny, the high minus 9, the low minus 11. Friday, sunny with a high minus 5, the low minus 12. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high minus 5, the low minus 12. Sunday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries, and the high minus 9. Normal high is minus 7 for this date, the normal low minus 18. Sun rose at 842 this morning, it sets at 456 tonight. And currently, the hot spot around the province, it's Valmarie at minus 11, that's the hot spot. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at minus 34. Estevan is minus 17, Saskatoon minus 25, Swift Current minus 16, Weyburn minus 18, Yorkton minus 22. Regina partly cloudy and minus 20, that's four below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north, northwest at six. Humidity is 65%, the barometer rising 102.1. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 18. Winds are from the southwest at 8. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and minus 20. That's 4 below Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The president of the Canadian Cattle Association, Reg Schellenberg of Beachy, passed away suddenly on Friday. He was elected president of the CCA in March. He was first elected a director in 2010 and held co-chair of many committees of the Cattle Association. Saskatchewan cattle producer and director Ryan Bierbeck took his place for a meeting on Saturday in Regina with the Federal Minister of Agriculture to discuss a new Indo-Pacific Farm Trade Office. Yes, uh, Reg was a uh, mentor to me and a good friend, but uh, he'd be glad to see us going ahead with this. He's always... Uh, you know, happy to see the, you know, any anything that was done to uh, help move our industry forward, and this the Indo-Pacific strategy is uh, yeah, great news for our industry. Uh, in 2021, our industry hit a new export record of uh, 4.5 billion dollars, and a large part of that was due to our access to the the Indo-Pacific region. We. Uh, we have uh, sent 20% of Canada's exports to that region. Uh, countries like Korea and China, especially in Japan, are key to, to the beef industry. Um, having strong leadership and having access to that uh, region where we can build some relationships and, and kind of strengthen, especially, you know, where it's... I would describe it as a, a relationship-based uh, region where it's really important to, to develop those relationships will help us increase those exports in the years to come. And uh, we look forward to, to working with the Ag Ministry to increase in those areas and, and with the, the strong environmental uh, 
strong job that we do environmentally in the beef industry. I think that it's important that we get our beef into those markets. And, and yeah, thank you for the support. Ryan Beyerbeck is a director with the Canadian Catalyst. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The Vice President of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture welcomes a new agriculture trade office for the Indo-Pacific region. Todd Lewis met with the Federal Minister of Agriculture on Saturday at Agribition. He spoke with reporters afterwards on Saturday. Well, I think it's 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 good news. Long time, uh, you know, coming and uh, long overdue. Uh, you know, we have such good relationships in the in the region already with countries like uh, Japan is, is a good example. You know, really a premium market for for not only uh, Saskatchewan products, but really, uh, you know, aquaculture products from across you know across the, across the country as well as uh, you know some of our fruits and vegetables go there as well. So, I think as as time goes on, we need to uh, not only enhance those relationships but find new relationships. Uh, huge emerging economies there. And I think over the next 25 to you know 50 years, there, that's where all the growth is going to be in the in the world as far as economically, or a lot of the growth. And so it's a real opportunity for Canada and our agricultural products to to really thrive and uh, supply what we have, what they want. So I think it's uh, it's important that uh, we have a presence there. And and uh, you know, as I said in my, in my remarks as well, uh, the United States has a big presence there already. Uh, Australia, and New Zealand. Our major competitors as well, and they're they're in the region. So I think it's uh, it's important that uh, we we have a, a a larger presence there, and uh, and it's a good start, and uh, hopefully it'll only grow into the future. Uh, as I asked the minister, China is part of that region and can be difficult. Do you have any concerns about that? Well, I think you know uh, certainly here in Saskatchewan, uh, you know I grow canola like all the other farmers do, and. And the Chinese uh, uh, embargo was was difficult for us. Uh, we're fortunate that, that uh, with canola, the, the the world wants it. Uh, China, I think, uh, you know, I think uh, maybe they understand a little better just how important canola can be to other countries as well. And and so I think, uh, you know, more the more trade and the more more opportunity we have to trade canola across across the world uh, will make maybe customers like China maybe better customers in the future. As somebody who, you know, not only farms here in Saskatchewan, you represent it, Saskatchewan farmers, we are part of APAS. What do you see the province's role in this in this strategy? What would you like to see the province's role in this strategy? Well, I think the province, uh, you know, I think uh, we like to see collaboration between the province and federal government on on all trade deals, and I think uh, I think that's uh, what we have seen in the past and we will into the future. The, the province of Saskatchewan has opened up some trade uh, offices there as well, and, and, you know, we fully expect that there'll be a collaboration on the ground between uh, members of, of this office and provincial offices as well. Todd Lewis spoke with reporters at Agribition on Saturday. He farms in the gray area of Saskatchewan, which is just southeast of... The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca.
Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola rose $1.30 at 825.02. Oats fell $20 at 249.32. Number one red spring wheat went down 286 at 409.44. The rest were unchanged. Durham 494.50. Feed barley 362.87. Chickpeas 925.95. Lentils 752.50. Yellow peas 466.27 and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December went down nine cents at 9.12 and a quarter. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. And now the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee Brady and Mark Portrait from Heartland and Swift Curd. We had 2,700 cattle on offer last week. Here are the quotations. Good bred cows, 1,600 to 2,200. Medium bred cows, 1,000 to 1,500. Old cows, slaughter price. Good heifers, 1,600 to 2,200. D1 to 2 cows, 80 to 92. D3 cows, 65 to 80. Bulls. Good dollar fifteen dollar twenty five, medium ninety to dollar fifteen. <clears throat> three to four hundred pound steers three dollars to three twenty five, four to five hundred pound two ninety to three ten, five to six hundred pound two eighty five to three dollars, six seven hundred pound two sixty five to two seventy seven, seven eight hundred pounds two dollars to two ten, three to four hundred pound heifers two twenty to two forty. Four to five hundred pound, two ten to two thirty five. Five to six hundred pound, two dollars to two twenty five. Six seven hundred pounds, one eighty five to two ten. Our next bread sale is this Thursday, December the eighth. Six hundred cows on offer. Lots of herd dispersals. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold forty three hundred hogs Friday, selling a range of two hundred two to two hundred fifteen dollars per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around seventy two hundred head. Selling a range of $201 to $213 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, December 3rd are Oli West 2020, 204.70, Oli West 2021, 213.50, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 204.30, Helms Cash, 202.30, Thunder Creek Brickco, 208.99, High Life Cash, 216.41, and High Life Contract, $216.29 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is down, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was down 19 basis points, with a daily exchange rate 1.3468. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 73.67 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are lower to start the week, with the negotiated Western Corbell representing uncommitted hogs not on a formula contract down $1.17 U.S. 100 whip, and almost exactly mirroring the price profile seen in the 2014 marketing year. The national formulas were $1.39 lower relative to the previous day, but still registering the second highest buy on record for the current marketing week. Lean hog futures are starting off the week with a bias to the upside, where all contracts from April to October 2023 made new contract highs in the early morning session. There are expectations that summer month contracts will even see more value getting closer to that time of year, but traders are relatively cautious today and don't want to get too far ahead in case the market shock develops and they need to exit quickly. Regardless, four contract levels are elevated for this market in a week so far, and almost 19% higher than they were last year for a full range forward contract, representing a new record for the week. 
In Regina, partly cloudy and minus 20. That's four below Fahrenheit. Winds north-northwest at 6. Moose Jaw, cloudy and minus 18. Winds southwest at 8. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and minus 20. That's four below Fahrenheit. Coming up, the resort. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Good morning. This is Adam Piccolo of PI Financial with the current futures quotations for Monday, December 5th. On the Winnipeg Commodity Exchange, January canola is higher by four dollars at eight fifty three thirty. March eight forty five and May eight forty seven seventy. On the CME group, March Chicago wheat is lower by sixteen and three quarters cents at seven forty four and a quarter. May seven fifty six and three quarters and July seven sixty four and a quarter. March corn is lower by two and three quarter cents at six forty three and a half. May six forty four and a half and July six forty one and three quarters. January soybeans are higher by six and a half cents at fourteen forty five and a quarter. March fourteen fifty one and three quarters and May fourteen sixty. March oats are lower by twelve and a half cents at three forty five and a quarter. And July three fifty. Finally, March Minneapolis wheat is lower by nine cents at nine twelve and a quarter. May nine twelve and three quarters, and July nine eleven and a quarter. This is Adam Piccolo of PF Financial with the current futures quotations for Monday, December fifth. Visit PrairieCommodities.com. For- You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything A. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.